Good morning, family. I told you that winter would make one last attempt. This, just before I, I go on with the faith promise, I really had a sense as we were coming to the end of the worship and Debbie was just facilitating that space that there is, a, for me, a sense of the love of God that he wants certain people to really be aware of his love today. So can I ask you just, just let's close our eyes together for a moment. Let's just be in a space with the Holy Spirit right now. I sense there are people here today that, just to, just to just put it bluntly, you just feel unloved. Just various things has unfolded in your life over the last while. And the tears are close because you just feel, felt the pain, the harshness of life. But I want to pray with you today and just have a sense of God saying, I want you to know that I love you. So if in some way today you identify with that and you, you may just have a need to say, Lord, I just need to know your love today. Can I ask you just to raise your hand? And that is just, as you raise your hand, it's a identifier, but it's also a, a stretching out of faith to say, Lord, I'm gonna reach out beyond my experience beyond what feels so real and so close and so overwhelming. I want to lay hold of who you are. Father, I thank you that you know each person. You know the situation. You know their reality. You know the pressure, the concerns. You know the things that the enemy is coming to bring against them. But right now, Lord, I pray that more real than any of that will just be a sense of your nearness, your closeness to them in Jesus' name. The love of God. The love of God. Because of who you are, Lord, right now in Jesus' name. Lord, I pray for those that are facing physical challenges in their health, that are feeling overwhelmed because of some physical problem, I, I pray healing today in Jesus' name. Just your healing touch, Lord, in Jesus' name. I pray for those, Lord, that are facing mental challenges, Lord, where their mental wellness is, is, is suffering at this time. I pray, Lord, in Jesus' name, for your love to bring hope, to bring light in Jesus' name. Lord, I pray for those that are facing financial threat. Thank you that you are the provider. I speak your provision in Jesus' name. Lord, I thank you that where there are relational challenges, that you are the restorer. And I pray for supernatural work in those relationships and for a restoration in Jesus' name. Come Holy Spirit. Come Holy Spirit, I pray where families together are facing internal or external challenges, just come Holy Spirit. Just bring your healing touch, your deliverance. Lord, I pray where there are addictions that people are facing. I pray for your presence. I pray for the, the person that feels so lost 
perhaps so unworthy because of their addiction and their habits, I pray today that they will know that you love them, that you call them your own, that they belong with you, that you embrace them. And I thank you for that today in Jesus' name. And Lord, just any other thing that any person may face here, those that are online with us, those on the radio, I just pray for just your Father's arm around them. And I thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, this morning we're again privileged to have a friend come and share the word with us. And um, it is really a great privilege for, for me to introduce to you Pastor Adi Khatle and Anna Khatle, who are good friends of Natasha and I. Uh, Pastor Adi and Anna lead the Shekinah Christian Worship Center in Burgersfort in Mpumalanga. Natasha and I will actually be going there in a, a couple of, like 10 or 11 days to be with an, the conference that they're hosting there. Uh, they're part of our network, TCN, and he's part of the core leadership and also oversees the Mpumalanga province. Um, Anna and Adi has four children, two boys and two girls, not like us. Which, you know, the Lord blessed them with a bit more diversity than us. And, um, you know, I, I look forward to daughters-in-law or something one day or granddaughters or something. So please pray for me for that. I, you know, I, I'm really looking forward to that. But it's a privilege to have Adi come and share the word. And it also affords me quite a rare opportunity that while Adi's preaching here, I'm going to slip out and go to the minor auditorium and actually preach to the reverbians today and be with our youth and share the word, which I don't often get an opportunity to be with them. So I'm looking forward to that. But Adi, won't you come on stage? And uh, let's give Adi a warm, warm welcome. <clears throat> He's a, he's a real wonderful man, and I really enjoy whenever I get to spend time with him and Anna. We laugh a lot and uh, really enjoy each other's company. So why don't you stretch out your hand and let's pray for Pastor Adi. Father, we thank you for the gift that is Adi and Anna, that they are to the body of Christ, not only in Burgersfort and in Mpumalanga, but to many of us that know and appreciate them. And we thank you for his ministering to us, and we pray that you would speak through him that he would encourage and challenge us, Lord, to, to pray, give, go, as you've instructed, and just we receive him today in Jesus' name. Amen. Have fun, Adi. Thank you. Let, let, let me greet you all in the name of Jesus. Louis, thank you so much for, and Natasha for having us here. And we are already blessed. We are blessed indeed. I just want to briefly share the word of God with you this morning. Not necessarily with you alone, but I will also be, be receiving. Like I always say, it's, this is me. God speaks to me a lot when I preach. So I'm used to it. As I preach, I also receive. And I want to thank God for this theme, which according to me, it's so loaded. As I was interacting with it, it went deep in my heart. And... It goes a long way. 
I ended up saying it's like it forms the core of Christianity, or maybe even to be more specific, it's like it forms the core of the Great Commission. Pray, give, go. And when you see a thing for the first time, you try to analyze it, and I just realized that it is made up, up of verbs only. Verbs. Pray, it's a verb. Give, it's a verb. And go, it's a verb. But these are not just verbs. They are instruction weights. Now, it's like we are being instructed to pray. Remember, it's not every Christian who finds it easy to pray. And I've worked with the Lord for 40 years. I must say to you, it's easy to talk about prayer. But it's something else to actually pray. It's, it can be easy for writers to write books, volumes and volumes about prayer. But to, act, to pray, to do the actual work of praying, very few of us can really, really pray. An average Christian can pray for about three minutes and very few of us can pray longer than 30 minutes. But it's okay. We are being instructed to pray and we are also being instructed to, to give and also, I think when it comes to giving, more than giving with what we have, giving with our monies and so on, I think we must at least first by giving our hearts to the Lord, giving our lives to the Lord. And lastly, go. Now, as I'll be sharing a few things with you, looking at these powerful imperatives, these instruction words, I want to encourage you. Can somebody say pray? pray. Or maybe uh, just look at somebody next to me. Say pray. pray. And say give. And go. Please don't leave me alone. Says, don't leave me alone here. Now, when I say pray, I want you to take it serious because it's an imperative. Tell yourself, I will obey. Because in Christianity, when God speaks, in most cases, he commands, he instructs. When he says pray, you have to pray. And if you don't pray, you will not go very far with Christianity. Because prayer is, prayer is about speaking to God, communication with God. And there are many people who, in one way or another, downplay prayer. But with me, prayer is very important. Now, when I say pray, just commit yourself and say, I will pray. Let's go. Pray. Will you? Shall we try it again? Pray. Pray. 
Did you pray this morning? No, no, don't answer. Don't answer. Don't answer. I want you to feel okay. Let's go for the last time. Pray. Give. Go. Now, if you agree with me, according to me, you have committed yourself and I can draw a conclusion. Are you hearing me? In conclusion, in conclusion, ladies and gentlemen, take this. Pray as long as you can. Number two, give as much as you can. I told you to say I will. <laughs> Lastly, carrying this gospel of Jesus Christ, go as far as you can. One day, Jesus gave this instruction to his disciples just before his, his ascension. He said, stay in Jerusalem. Don't leave Jerusalem. That was an instruction. Stay in Jerusalem because something very powerful, something that is going to empower you is coming, but it must find you in Jerusalem. That was a very good instruction as God was about to, to, to give birth to the church. Just give me that water. If you are happy evermore, clap your hands. Don't worry. It does happen sometimes that uh, when you preach, just happen to be dry. We preach a lot. We know sometimes it doesn't happen. Sometimes it does happen. So today is good that it happened. Now he says, stay in Jerusalem. Now, looking at these imperatives, had they not stayed in Jerusalem, maybe we wouldn't be having a church today. Now, when the word of God says pray, just pray. Just obey and pray. And when the word says give, just give as much as you can. And when the word of God says go, just go as far as you can. My God. And Jesus says to them, if you stay in Jerusalem, you will receive power. And this power will make you witnesses, my witnesses. Now, just, just listen to me. When this word you does not refer to an individual, it refers to the whole 120 disciples. You, you, you as a group, you will be my disciples in Jerusalem in Judea, 
Samaria and to the ends of the world. Now, the Bible says when the day of Pentecost came, they were together in one accord. And when I looked at that, I quickly said, the God that we serve works better when we move as a body, as a unit. Now I'm standing here today to encourage you that as a church, let us do the best that we can to be the body of Christ. And the body, you look at me here, you see hands, you see ears, you see feet and so on. Now a body, when I move this side, my ear does not say I want to stay this side. It goes with me for simply because it is a part of the body. Somebody's hearing me here. Now I want to encourage you today that as we do God's work, let's do the best that we can to move together as a body in our different gifts. Open with me Ephesians chapter 4. We'll read the following verses 11 and 12. I want to encourage us that the God that we serve is the God of oneness, is the God of unity, even though our gifts may vary, may be different. Now it says, now these are the gifts Christ gave to the church. Now, this is good. Christ gave these gifts to his body, the church. He gave them these different gifts and yet one body with different gifts. He gave some the apostles, some will say apostles, the prophets, Thank you very much. The evangelists and the pastors and teachers. You know, God is so good in his wisdom trying to build his church. Please listen to this. I'll be done with this and God will do something in your heart. Their responsibility, even if these are different gifts, the Bible, the version I'm using here, is not speaking of responsibilities. Speaking of responsibility is to equip the saints for the work of ministry and to edify them, to build them up as a body of Christ. Now, as the church of God here, God wants us to know how to do his work. Otherwise, if we don't know how to do his work, we will not fulfill the last verb, go. Because as you go, you must be knowing what you are going to do. Amen. Now, he gave them these three gifts to equip the saints for the work of ministry and to build up the church, which is the body of Christ. Okay. I just want to explain something here. 
Just fold your, 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 your fingers, make a fist. Can you say, I'm born again? Say, Jesus is Lord. Let's say, this is the apostle. Just say, apostle. I just want to explain something here. So just say, apostle. No, this is the thumb. It's not the apostle. I just want to explain something. Say, apostle. Now say, prophet. Say, evangelist. You can see it's a long finger. It reaches out. Say, pastor. You can see it has got a ring. It's like the pastor is married to the church. He's married to the church. He thinks church. And teacher. Now, I want to show you something here. Number one, fold it again. Open the evangelist. Close it. Is it difficult to open it? It opens with ease. Close it. Open the prophet. Is it difficult to open it? No. It opens with ease. Close it. Keep that fist. Open the evangelist. Is it difficult? Not that much. Okay? Close it. Open the pastor. Come on, come on. Try. Open the pastor. Is he reaching his full potential? Okay, open the pastor with the teacher and the evangelist. All right, remove the teacher. The pastor is pulling hard. Remove the evangelist. The pastor cannot do it alone. Now, I'm saying to us now, Jesus is the head of the church. He is the shepherd of the church. He is the chief shepherd. But for the church to do well, he put somebody in his place, another shepherd. Remember when Jesus was leaving, he said to them, I won't leave you as orphans. I will give you another counselor. Not the other counselor, but another counselor who has the same qualities as I have. Now, for the church to move on, Jesus appointed all this, but for the church, for somebody who will shepherd the church, he put the pastor. Are we together? Now, for any church to move forward, they must understand that the church needs full support. I mean, the pastor needs full support to reach his potential. If the pastor says, let's pray, and you decide, I've been praying for other people who will pray, and you decide not to pray, the pastor will not take this church, or Jesus may not be able to take this church where he wants to take it to through the pastor if we don't cooperate with the pastor. Am I talking to somebody? 
Now, I want to say this to you. Each of us is very special. You have a special gift. You have a special duty. You have a special work. Your own special work, which other people may not be able to do. And this is how God has created us. He doesn't duplicate a people. I, 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 God is God. And God is God. He doesn't duplicate things. I am days, I'm RD, and the day, I'm, the day I die, I'm gone. He'll raise up somebody to lead the church, but that person will not be me. So your gift in the house of the Lord is very special. And if you don't use your gift, you could be hating the one who called you. Now, uh, Romans chapter 12. No, no. Yeah. Chapter 12. Where are we? Ephesians chapter 4, verse 15 to 16. Instead, we speak the truth in love, growing in every way more and more and more and more like Christ. Okay. Who is the head of his body being the church? It's, it's fine. Verse 16. Now, listen to this. The beauty of this. He makes the whole body, the church, the whole body fit together perfectly. He makes the whole body. It means as we are gathered here, okay, being a church, a community, it is Christ who makes us to fit together perfectly. And this is saying, if you are a member of this church, a member of this community, you have no choice but to accept me and to love me because we are one body. We, 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 are, we, we, we are stuck together. <laughs> you have no choice. If I've hurt you, just forgive me because I have to be with you. We are. Now, the Bible says he does not make a mistake. He makes the body to fit together. How? Perfectly. You are in a perfect space. You are not a mistake in this house. You are not a mistake in this community. Can somebody say, I'm not a mistake here? Young men up there, you are not a mistake in this house. But all you can do, find your place in this community where you can maximize your operation. You did not hear me. You don't just come to church because people are coming to church. I believe there are too many churches in this, in this city. But I believe God directed you in this church because of the gift he placed in your heart. It is not the gift of the person next to you. That gift is very special with you. You know... We, we, we had a great evangelist uh, in the name of Bonge who went through the whole South Africa, the whole of Africa. And let me tell you, there will be evangelists, but they, those evangelists or this evangelist will never be reigned at Bonge. Because God does not duplicate people. He has enough. There's no room for duplication because he has enough. You are not a copy of somebody else here. You are yourself. And you are here for a mission. Am I talking to somebody here? Now the Bible says he makes the whole body fit together perfectly as 
Each part does its own special work. Each part does its own special work. Somebody raise up your hand and say, I have my own special work. Do it. Because no one else will do it. That is your own special work in this community. I have my own special work in the body of Christ. And there's nobody who can do it better than I do it. And that is why you don't have to compare with somebody else. Because I will never be that person. Am I talking to you? I will never be that person. You can bring us 70 preachers here. I will never be those people. But on the other hand, they will never be me. Now, as each part does its own special work, listen to this. It helps other parts grow. Listen, when you do your own special work in this house, in this community, you help others to grow. You, it's not about you, it's about the body. It's not about you, and it will never be about you. It's about the body. It's about the community. It's about the body of Christ. Whatever you do, you don't do it for yourself. You do it for the body. Hallelujah. It helps other parts grow. Please. If I were a member of this church, I would say, please play your part and help me grow. Just touch the person next to you gently, gently, gently. Play your role and help me grow. I need you. Number three, remember, as children of God, we belong to one another like the body. I just love this analogy of the body. We belong to one another. I belong to you. You belong to me. Therefore, I need you, brother. Like it or not, as long as I want to be part of the body of Christ, I, 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 I'm forced to accept you just as you are. I need you. Come on, I need you. I need you. And you need me. We need one another. Praise the Lord. Romans chapter 12, verse 4 to 8. It says, Just as our bodies have many parts, and each part has a special function. I love this. I just love this. Now, the devil is, is, is doing his own part. He makes sure that he fragments the church, he divides the church, so that we must think that somebody else is better than another. Even when we go to churches, we, we go to churches where we, sometimes we think that pastor is better than the pastor I have. You know, but once you understand that we need one another, we need one another, we can also uh, defeat the plans of the devil of dividing the church of God. We are, so it is with the body of Christ. We are many parts of one body and we all belong 
to each other. If I were to leave the stage now, I would say to you, look at the person next to you. We belong to one another. Now that we belong to one another, why can't we respect one another? Now that we belong to one another, why can't we see God in one another? We belong to one another. We belong to one another. And I want to say to you, if we are going to move forward and make the kind of impact that God expects us to make, let us move as a body. I've just given an example. I say, I have an ear here. If this here ear does not want to go to Johannesburg, but I go to Johannesburg, by virtue of being part of this body, it has to go with the body. If we say, uh, there is a prayer meeting, are we together? At what time? That time, six o'clock. Say, church, come for prayer. Unless otherwise, if you are really the body, part of the body, you will be here. Unless there is a reason that even God will understand. Lastly, I want to say to you and encourage you, of course, make use of the gift God has given you. In his grace, God has given us different gifts. And he still wants us to work together. Different gifts. And we still have to work together. With the different gifts. We still have to work together. Can you imagine if the whole body was just made up of eyes? Eyes only. Or the whole body made out of legs. Many. An octopus. But in the house of God, like I said, if you pray and really pray, say, Mudimu, I want to find my place where I can operate better in this church. You will enjoy being part of the body without comparing yourself with other people. Now, if God has given you the ability to prophesy, do what? Prophesy, speak out as much with as much faith as God has given you. If your gift is saving, if your gift is saving, others serve them well. There are those people God has just given you the gift of saving. And you can complain. I always do one, two, three. I always, they never give me, I, 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 they never give me a chance to preach. If your gift is to teach, if you are a teacher, teach well. If your gift is to encourage others, be an encouraging Christian. 
But if your gift is giving, give generously. When people make pledges, there will always be certain individuals. They don't care what the pledge is all about. As long as it's about giving, they will always be there to give. They will always make pledges. Never complain, say other people are not doing it as I do it. To some, it's not just giving like any other person. To some of you, this is a gift. And give generously. How many of you have the gift of giving? God bless you. This, I've seen this. When God gives you a gift, he supports it. He will always give you something to give with. And God makes some businesses to, to grow and become big and big. When other businesses are falling, yours is not falling. When other businesses are liquidated, yours keeps on growing. It could be that you have a gift of giving, but God supports it. So that you can have something to give with. If God has given you the responsibility, no, 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 has given you leadership ability, because leadership is just like prayer. Everybody can lead, but it's not everybody can lead well, because it demands that ability. Leadership ability, take the responsibility seriously. And if you have a gift for showing kindness to others, do it gladly. My second conclusion and my real conclusion. In conclusion, I want to say, my beloved, I have been preaching for years and years and years and years and years and, years and the pressure that I have when I preach is whether the people will take what I say and apply it, or it will be just another sermon. That's, that is one thing I hate, just another sermon. I'm, I'm, I'm a teacher by profession, and those days, 19 years ago, when I was still in the classroom, when learners are seated here and you teach them, that does not mean they hear you. Only when we give them a test, then we realize that this one was not listening, this one was listening. But in the house of the Lord, that there's no homework, there's no test, sometimes you worry. Is there any one person who has heard me? When it says pray and when you live here, you don't talk about it, you do it. Rather, not talk about what I said here and just do it. I shall have one. Uh, 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 uh. Pray for as long as you can. 
Start with a minute, three minutes, then keep on growing. Okay, pray for 10 minutes, keep on growing. Knowing that I'm not doing it for myself, it's for the body of Christ. Are you listening to me? Go for 10 minutes, 30 minutes, and pray, grow, 50, 45 minutes, one hour, two hours. But keep on growing. Just keep on praying. Uh, pray as far as you can. Can somebody say, I'll pray as far as, no, no. I'll pray as long as I can. As long as I can. The longer, the better. Can I say it again? The longer you spend time in the presence of the Lord, the better. By the way, I said this is a conclusion. Okay? The longer, the better. Romans chapter 12, verse 12. This one you can't forget. 12, 12. I call it now. 12, 12. It says, in hope, be joyful. Okay, it's all right. In afflictions or in suffering, because in Christianity there is suffering. In suffering, be patient. Okay, leave that one. I want this one. In prayer, be faithful. That's the NIV. Now, as I wrap it up, I say to you, live here and be, when you get into your car, if you're driving, or when you live here, just start praying. Even before getting, just start, what are you doing? I practice what I heard. What is the use of hearing and not doing? Somebody say, I'm a doer of the word. And this is an imperative. Number two, give. Give. As much as you can. You cannot give what you don't have, but give. Will you give? Do you know where to start? Start with your heart. Start with your life. Give it to God every day. Surrender to God. And lastly, this is what we don't want to do because it's a difficult one. Go. That's where we need more of empowerment where we need the, that the Holy Spirit to empower us. You've got to be a witness. You know, the Holy Spirit does not come upon us to entertain us. He comes upon us to make us witnesses. Can I say it again? It's very difficult. So, some, some, some Christians, we, we also find it even difficult to, to, to tell our own members of the family, family members about Jesus, our colleagues about Jesus is difficult because we lack this empowerment. But I want to say to you, under the power of the Holy Spirit, when it comes to sharing the gospel, go as far as you can. And God bless you. Well, thank you so much to Pastor R.D. And I just want to tell you, you can sleep well tonight. We heard you. We heard you loud. We heard you clear. You made your points well. So well done. Well done to you. As we are about to go, a tiny, tiny one-minute thought exercise. Where are you going? Emphasize on the word going. Where are you going to be tomorrow at this time. 
Half past 11. Where are you going to be? I am going to be in an executive meeting for the church this time tomorrow. But where are you going to be? Because I can't be where you're going to be. And you can't be where I am going to be. And I mean, you might be in your engineering firm, you might be teaching at a school, you might be cutting somebody's hair, you might be at your retirement village, you might be, you might be, think of all the places, Hatfield, think of all the places we are tomorrow. And think of the fact that we can't, Pastor Audie, you said duplicate. We can't duplicate where each other is going to be. I mean, just think of the salt and light that we can be this time tomorrow. How's, how about that for a wonderful thought to end with? So thank you, thank you so much. So I would like to encourage you as always, if you would like prayer, if you have never given your heart to the Lord, this is a wonderful time to do that. If you are wanting prayer for anything that Pastor Louis, he prayed so beautifully pastorally over our congregation, but if anything, you know, you just felt that you would like to come and share something with somebody and ask again for prayer um, for that. And what about if you would like prayer for where you're going to be in your going? What about if you would like prayer for where you're going to be tomorrow and for what your workplace brings? So if you would like prayer, please feel free to come to the front and our team will be here to pray for you. Likewise, um, well, not likewise, but if you're not here and you would like us to pray for you, then please do so by emailing us at, it's so easy, hey, pray for me at Hatfield. So pray for me at Hatfield, you email us. And then the last thing before officially, you're so welcome to go home. The last thing is if you'd like to join me in the Connect, uh, Connect Lounge now, please do. So bless you, Hatfield, and be released and have a fantastic week where we are salt and light in all the places. Thank you, thank you, Pastor Ardi, for blessing us today. Thank you.